Good evening, everyone. Um, thank you all for tuning in to my Father and Me podcast. This is your host, Sarah Grace, and I am here once again with my sister, Tamitra. Hello. I'm here. <laughs> she is here. Uh, we praise God for each and every one of you um, for joining us this evening. Tonight, we are discussing the foundation of the kingdom, specifically the impact of sin. So last week, it was still, we were still in the foundation of the kingdom, but we were going in depth with the parable of the sower. And so now we are going to be discussing the impact of sin and how that is uh, relative to the concept of the kingdom and is foundational for us to understand. So before we get started, let us begin with a prayer. Father God, we just praise you and we worship you. We thank you for getting us through another week, seeing us to another Friday, Father, and being blessed by the sun rising, being blessed by loved ones and familiar familiar faces. Father, we thank you for uh, just leading, guiding us in your truth, in the way that we should go, always shedding your light to our path of darkness. As we go into the discussion tonight, we just want to speak of your kingdom, Father God, speak of your glory, speak of your nature. So be with us, Father, in the words that we speak, be in the words that we share on tonight. In the midst of this conversation, we just ask that you reveal you, show your face to each and every one of us. Your word is what we live by and what we stand on and we believe in that. And so with humble arts, we humble art hearts, we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Impact of sin. Um, you know, I was when I was reading this, just I was really just connecting um the reason why this is a topic that is foundational. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we need to know about what sin has done um, as far as in this world and, and in our lives and why we experience, you know, the things that we do <clears throat> if it's, you know, just if God is always uh, extending his grace and his love his mercy uh, why is it important for us to know what the impact of sin has on us at this point after Jesus and so that's how I approach this topic and it's really about what we continue to do in the ignorance of you know what I'm saying uh, not really addressing the sin that we do now that's not glorifying God and what he did by sending his son um in the in the book that kingdom come he's really focusing on the self-governing part of how we are still um seeking to govern ourselves without the counsel of God and I think uh Yolanda our mother on Sunday had that question about why we're so divided why are we still fighting amongst each other and why we don't see each other's worth for what it is but this is this is it 
it's because of how great the impact of sin has had on us to where we can't even accept the salvation that was given to us. And so most of us are living off of God's grace alone and not by our efforts or the work that we should be doing, you know, because there's still a work that God has called us to do, a great work. He has assigned us to um, administrate his kingdom here on earth. Although it's not something that we can fully complete out, it is still something that he wants us as co-operation in. You know what I'm saying? As <laughs> co-creators as well. That's why he divinely created us in his image. So um, going back to Genesis, because this is where it's at. Genesis chapter three is where the fall is, specifically um, and we're talking about falling from God governing, you know what I'm saying? Being in relationship with God. So this is where we get to see where we are in, you know, this whole idea of uh, our minds not being in the full awareness that is. Now we became knowledgeable, <laughs> Because we ate from the fruit. And I'm saying we, I'm taking ownership in it. I never like to say like, you know, Adam and Eve did anything. Because I know if if I was in the beginning, then I would probably be, it would be grace. <laughs> it would be grace that ate the fruit. Um, but more importantly, um, it, it was introduced, evil was introduced into this world by Satan. And so that's where we get the story where Eve was tempted to eat of the fruit although she understood the command as well it was given to adam not to eat the fruit specifically from the center of the garden of eden and this tree was called um the tree of knowledge of good and evil and so satan comes into comes into the scene however he comes in <laughs> and um he is convincing Eve that, you know, she won't surely die. That was just, you know, something God was just saying. I'm, I'm going to go back to see how he really said it. But, you know, just convincing her that um, she would live, but she would, be become, she would become more knowledgeable of things and her eyes would be opened, right? That's the way he put it. Her eyes would be opened. Um, which is what happened. And then eventually she gave the fruit to her husband, uh, Adam, her partner. And um, and he ate. And so that's when they knew they were naked, that part. And they knew they were naked. And so they hid. I think that part is something that we can focus on. Knowing they were naked. <laughs> no, being of um of a certain uh, even though it's good and evil that's what i'm trying to relate it to too why would good and evil relate to a nakedness because in my mind it would just be like okay i'm aware now of what satan did like that's how i felt like it should have went <laughs> i don't know that's how i feel like if that was the case but the first thing was oh i'm naked now i'm i am here without the covering of God, and now I know. So I feel like it was more 
profound and just some, you know, butt nakedness. <laughs> some bare nakedness. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, of it um, in how we it's reference for how, how we train our children. You train your children in the way they should go, right? We don't introduce to our kids all the things that are past the, the threshold of the household. We don't just introduce them to everything that people possibly can do because you can't think of that. Right. The only thing you worry about is keeping them knowing, in the knowing of what this house does, what we stand for, what, in, what you're going to stand for you know, what your boundaries are. That's that's kind of what you put in place with your children. And then you discipline the things in which are outside of it. So Garden of Eden represented for me, um, Adam and Eve as like he, we are his children. And the garden was the shelter, was the home in which the Lord created for us. Everything is good. You have everything like Lion King that touches, <laughs> that the light touches, everything is yours. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so we got, we got all we need here. We got all we need. He instructs us on how to have dominion. He instructs us on how to live uprightly. He instructs us on how to worship him. He instructs us on how to till the, you know, how to get reap from the ground. We weren't tilling right then. We weren't tilling and sowing because our sowing was in worship and all these things were added. Yes, all that we were worshiping and we were, acknowledging and following the the wisdom and guidance from our father and creator and we reaped the harvest from that seed now think about it you kids go out there in the world they have no experience <laughs> with what's going on you know yeah you've been, is you've been the covering them and protecting them yeah the nakedness is the lack of understanding of what's going on Right. You know, now it's you being bombarded with uh, a whole bunch of knowledge. Yeah, a whole bunch of knowledge mm -hmm. that you can't handle that you had no guidance on because mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily. If you go, if you try to figure out how to teach somebody, you know, you don't go to school that and say you're going to graduate as a teacher, a math teacher, and learn a bunch of history. You know, you mm -hmm. learn a bunch of math. You don't learn the opposite and then get introduced and then try to teach and, you know, implement and apply something in which you have no understanding of. So all our father was doing was surrounding us with what we should have. And then therefore we know how to address everything that was not like him. We knew how to address anything that was sin and we knew how to address it and that's what Eve should have known to do she should have understood how to speak to because she had dominion right 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 
she should understand how to to stop it in its tracks this is not in my design this is not my portion mm-hmm. this is not his plan for me this is not and you know and and so what i'm getting you know from that chapter with the impact of sin is that sin creates this cognitive dissonance this struggle of who we are versus who we designed or who we think we are because of condemnation or shame or whatever is going on because because you are now you are naked and not understanding how to deal with things in that part of the world because you wasn't created to do any of that. You was created to have dominion over it, to subdue yeah. it to the will of God. You wasn't created to, to be subdued to it, <laughs> you know, right. to be subjected to the enemy, to be subjected to your negative thoughts and, you know, all of the weapons um, that the enemy and the darts that he is uh, sending out against you, you wasn't created for defeat and to be conquered. You was victorious. You was created for victory and to conquer. And so we, you, you are fighting. It's a battle um, of not necessarily battle of the wheels, but battle of identity. You know, mm-hmm. not really being able to identify with who God says you are. Because when when we come to Christ, then we still struggle with that that part of the faith. Right. Uh, little old me. You right. taught me to do this. This is what I'm supposed to do. Right. You know? We're st- we still pray to God in, in desperation of crisis instead of Mm-hmm. Um, what we what we should be praying with God about, which is right a declaration of our relationship and actual communing with Him to where we are worshiping and ministering together. Y'all understand that this is something that God wants us to do together in prayer. Prayer is not about you just coming before Him and laying it all at His feet and then walking away. yeah asking for a bunch of things and not really getting to um the declaring declaring who he is who i am that was that was actually deeper than (laughs) i said it um declaring the i am and who i am Mm -hmm. in who i am and and that's what he shows you but Going back to um, what you were saying about the nakedness and the awareness, um, but before they could eat from the tree of life, so they understood life. They understood the pureness of life, the operation of life, the ease of life, all the peace of it. They understood righteousness. <laughs> and so becoming now of knowledge of good and evil that's why i was saying i would have expected the reaction to be like oh i done messed up but it was really overwhelming oh now i yeah it was overwhelming oh i see 
I have lost something that was over me and protecting me. And now I feel like I have to shield myself from what's about to happen next. Now we got all these plans now. Now we got to strategize on instead of coming back into the knowledge that we had of life because they were still eating from that. And from that, they understood God. They still understood God so much that they could hear him walking towards them. How many of y'all hear God walking towards you? (laughs) That's how close they still were. Okay. (laughs) We're talking about this was fresh and new. They still still heard the voice of God though. Um, but yeah. And then uh, this is where we get into the uh the reason why we we have death because of sin now. We don't live forever. We have a limit. <laughs> now uh, we have sometimes just unfinished assignments too. But it's still about what God, who God is and him because he still gives the increase. So even with me saying that, we may go into that later. But that's the struggle still today. <clears throat> the fact that we have to labor now instead of just eating from tree of life. <laughs> now Adam was told or we were told now that we have to work and toil for our meals and we must eat from the land in which we came from. <laughs> that was the whole, you know, and um and childbearing. Great mm. God. Mm. <laughs> no, no, you know at childbearing. <laughs> we have that too. <laughs> but what was significant though too, do I wanna go here? Cause I don't I don't really want to go into that part. <laughs> I always try to stop myself. Mm. Um you know, Daddy had said something before about uh, about the uh, you know the number of women versus men. Why we outnumber we outnumber men on this earth, and that there's a we, divine we or, there's a divine order in it, right? Mm-hmm. But I was reading this chapter, and it came back to my remembrance, like my memory, my remembrance about him saying that. Because at the end it says, and I will put enmity between the woman and, and him and Satan. And um, everybody knows the story of Satan, right? I think we went over this one episode, mm-hmm. however, uh, who he was in heaven and um, the conflict of interests <laughs> that occurred. Um, there was a jealousy there. There was a jealousy of not just who God was but also who he was creating man to be. Uh, Satan didn't like us. He doesn't like us. (laughs) Let me put a present on that. It's still today. Um, For those who worship Satan, I'm pretty sure you're not watching this podcast, but he don't like you. Um, (laughs) He don't care. (laughs) But uh, so, but because of that and the, Um, being in observation of him actually giving us their image, right? He was speaking with son and the Holy Spirit about this, how we're going to, how we're going to create this man form. And um, also being jealous of us being in his image that he so much so wanted, felt like 
he should be in that place. Um, we learned this in Revelation, and then we also learned this. I'm not just speaking outside of my neck, y'all. Um, and also in Ezekiel, when he addresses uh, what I was saying before, the king of Tyre, and going into the whole debate about how he wanted to be a god himself. and was making him a god himself. But yeah, that's where we get bits and pieces of the story behind that and what happened in, in heaven in between the creation story. Mm-hmm. Remember, these aren't, these, we can take them as actual, I know people take it literally the actual days, but we learn later on that to God, a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day and we don't know his timing. So <clears throat> in the midst of whatever was going on, because he created heaven first, then earth. Whatever's going on in heaven, this occurred during our actual formation. And so now we get to see that. Yeah. <laughs> now we see, you know, following. him going back and forth in the earth, you know, trying to devour who he can. And mm-hmm. we learned that, that he does that in Job. I'm just trying to connect stories together and why we see all of this come together on the actual mission of Satan. But he but, had permission. But then... Right. <laughs> but then because it initially began with us and him and being introduced to the sin, I'm I'm seeing it now even more like I'm focused on what women actually are here and doing, especially when I'm seeing we're the ones that, you know, outnumber men in, in church. We outnumber men in the way that we worship. Um and then we are obviously more submissive. So, and we, you know, we recognize and understand. I'm not, I'm not knocking men. I'm just saying it's obvious. Um, it's obvious in my group studies. Like, we don't have a lot of men. We don't have them. We just don't. We may have them as the minister themselves, but we all know where that is, <laughs> where that stands. Sometimes it's just there. But anyway, um, so I'm looking at that as, you know, I'm not trying to predict what God is doing or his plan, but I just feel like there's a purpose in that as well. Like I can agree with my dad and say, I can see this now. Because remember, it's always a lot about of influence over the children. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of influence over the generations. Children. That's right. Yeah. So that enmity part between us and and Satan, I know that also is relational to the birth of Jesus. Um, that was a prediction of the birth of Jesus and who, you know, a woman would bear uh, the son of God coming here on earth. But we bear, we still bear the same seed, the fruitfulness of this earth to rule and reign and take dominion and subdue the earth. And so with that being said, ladies... <laughs> do not be discouraged that we have two child bear. <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful, but it should give you motivation now. Like, yes, I am bearing this seed in which God is going to use in stewardship of his word. Like, that's how I see it. And so going into that helped me out. <laughs> I had mine natural. Both of mine were very much natural. Amen. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, just knowing that part uh does bring me hope, but still, 
going back to the impact of saying we are still here. We are still here today where we, I, I posted this as a quote for tonight where we actually, we still long for a governing so bad that is beyond us that it, it shows even with um, the government and the religions that we have now, there's more, you know, we long cha- for it's the more chaos and it's more that, right. Yeah, that we would have had in, in Eden if it remained the way it was, you know, we long for that because he created us for a relationship with him. And so yeah, we do gravitate toward that teaching and like you said it could be in different types of religion or um, trying to get under a a charismatic leader or anything like that and 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 may miss the relationship with the one true God if we keep seeking it outside of God you know outside of how he ordained it and um, I know one thing that the book mentioned was that we're not, while we're in sin and continue to indulge in sin and, and, and not recognizing it or eliminating it from our life, um, we miss the manifestation of our purpose, the intention of our creation while we were here and you know like you said missed assignments or you know miss miss being manifesting into what we were supposed to be because we can't find it until we get that relationship we can't find it until there is salvation and an understanding of the relationship right find the purpose I mean, but that's where it lies. That's where it lies. Um, even so much so, there's a divine order in us knowing evil. So with that, we also know that this is not something that God was trying to keep from us, but really just protecting us from, you know, um, having to try to sort it out in our mind because he knew there was something that there is something that comes with that the responsibility of that type of knowledge and that that responsibility right that responsibility is what requires for us to have a relationship with God (laughs) right it's gonna it's hard to comprehend any of the order of good and evil when you don't have that relationship with the creator of all of it. Even with him, I I know that as he was creating in that beginning, there was, you know, consulting going on, right? We're talking about him being with the son and the Holy Spirit. And we find this out from John, right? In the beginning was the word, where it was with God, where it was God. We're talking about that part of creation where he had to go within this wisdom and see the end because of who he is being 
alpha and omega, keeping the end in mind, but understanding very much so the beginning and all that it will require. So none of that was in vain, you know, the tree and the, and the garden and what that represented and how we all began, but there is still purpose in where we are today. There's still purpose in the pain that we experience and the suffering that we experience. Although the impact of sin uh, uh, has opened the doors of this suffering and pain, we still see the kingdom of God, the glory of God being revealed in and through everything, regardless. And that says a lot. That says a lot about how he created heaven without fault. Although we see these, you know, fallen angels and whatever, however, we still see God had a plan. <laughs> and he's still working that so much so that he's teaching Satan. He could easily destroy him. I guess that's the biggest debate, right? Why don't he just eradicate sin from the face of this planet? <laughs> he can do it. If he's God, he can do it. But what would he, that he say? Tried. He did. He well, actually he said. For a minute. <laughs> well, it wasn't about that part because he knew evil would still be there. It wasn't about that because he didn't kill Satan. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. Although he flooded the earth, it was still Satan. The impact of um, sin was still there. But the, it, right, the it wasn't about wiping it off. It wasn't mm -hmm. about that when he did that. Um, ooh, I feel like that's another lesson for another day. Write that down. Um, we'll go into <laughs> the flood later. Um, but <laughs> because you know, I have, I have so look. I actually have a lot to say about that. That's why I was like, mm -mm, I want to stay on this topic though. Um, but I'm looking at his relationship with Lucifer before all of that. He had a real deep connection and love for Lucifer. I'm not saying he's just out here orchestrating stuff because he's trying to get Lucifer back. And I'm not saying all of that because I know all I've heard so many things. Um, this is not an, an ultimate, you know, uh, rival or, you know, whatever, because I'm just looking at God's love. That's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm addressing right now. He has um, no respect for and so, or anybody. Right. It's he not. It's not. It's not any even with, than he would do normally. Right. And even with his jealousy towards us, Satan's jealousy towards us, I'm looking at God is still extending this love of understanding to him. Like he's taking care of everything at the same time y'all everything that's why we trust him in god with the good and the evil that's why we trust in him with this thing because i'm still looking at how he orchestrates and conducts his relationship with evil and making evil for our good there's a lesson here there's a teaching here but ultimately there's divine order and an order that allows us to rule and reign and still be and become who we're supposed to be. So regardless of that, it's, it's, we have to umber ourselves, just get in that space of humility and um, yeah, be there, <laughs> be with God, listen to him.
be with them. <sighs> so many other points there. I, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think about, um, you know, now that we are, you know, all have sinned and fallen short, but we are born into a world of sin now versus being born right. into the presence of God, like being mm-hmm. born into the a, a space where you're surrounded by his presence and the fruit of the spirit and you know that that space so now we have to search so the irony is it went from well God has always been accessible right (laughs) he's always been accessible he's always been everywhere and right there with us walking in the garden the thing is that we're hiding from him because we no longer look like him when we're in sin. You know, it's like how the deer looking yeah, for their, there's a separation. Their family yeah. Member. yeah. No, we we stop looking like him. We stop <laughs> looking like we belong, you know. Stop looking for him. Stop looking like him. Stop looking for him. Yeah. And so now, now we don't recognize him. That's what happens. You don't Mm -hmm. recognize him because you don't look like him. And what you're doing is not looking like him. You can't find him because the presence of sin is the absence. Oh God, it's just the, it's, it's completely the opposite of his presence. And so to get into his presence. So this is the way I like to see it real quick. Mm -hmm. He is light. Evil is dark. What happens when light enters into dark? It It gets obliterated. Yeah. (laughs) So it's gone. So in order for that, in order for us to still even exist, he just has to move. Like his holiness will not be, a, we won't be able to stand it <laughs> until we get right. Until our relationship is defined. Right. And we're asking for him to, that's why he waits on us to come. He's not just demanding relationship. We have to want it. So that's the way I like to look at it, but go ahead. It's already, <laughs> right, it's already offered, though, freely. It's already there. Absolutely. It's already an extension, a, a hand extended for us to have this relationship. And, you know, we just... But it's still it's, true. It's, even it's even with, even with what, what Satan said to Eve about not surely dying, it's actually still very much true. It's just God, because of his grace and his love, won't allow a physical death. But you go through a spiritual one, obviously. (laughs) Because he still wants all of you. He still wants all of you and what he's doing. I mean, and what makes it hard for us, um, I was saying it it gets confusing, um, trying to come out of that darkness. You know how you've you been in the dark so long and somebody turned on the light, you got to turn the light back out. 
Like you just, you like, hold up, my eyes. yeah. Like, give me a second, give me a minute. Hold up, hold up. You know, so you're you're trying to get there, but then what you've known because now you were born into a world of sin. You're born mm-hmm. into this darkness that now you're trying to get to the light, but then you gotta your body has to be transformed. Your eyes, everything has to be transformed in order to accept the light, you know, mm-hmm. in order to be able to have that much light. You got to put on shades first. You got to graduate. You got to graduate. You got to have an umbrella. You got to hold, hold it up. You got to put a blanket over your head. Yeah, give me a second. You know, burn up. <laughs> All that light. <laughs> right. So you're trying to get used to the light you're trying to understand the light but now the light mm-hmm. was foreign because you spent so much time in the dark and mm-hmm. the way the way just seems strange until you spend enough time and that's and that's just kind of how it is you just got to spend enough time looking for it and spend enough time seeking after God and and in that time, then the light is what's normal. And now the darkness, and that switches what now you know how to declare and decree over your life. You know how to uh, cast away the darkness when it tries to show up. <laughs> you know how to identify the enemy and identify sin. And what's wrong, but now only thing you can, you know, when you first start in this, only thing you can identify is the darkness, is the sin, is the things that were common to you, are those friends you used to hang out with. And right, and it, it just reminds me of of like I said, of sitting in the dark for a long time and trying to hurt it slowly cut on the light. Or slowly wait on the sun to rise up and now I'm going to get up a little bit. Or, you know, getting up in the middle of the night and you'd rather just go to the bathroom in the dark. You don't want to... <laughs> like, you know what you got to do, but you'd rather just do it in the dark. You'd rather do it hiding, you know, versus <laughs> versus being out there. Um, but, right, I was talking to you earlier about a conversation I had with uh, some of the clients I work with. And this is similar, you know, um, and just them feeling like not quite sure, you know, trying to get to a place where they're not controlled Mm -hmm. by an addiction. You know, they Mm -hmm. can be a good mom now, or I can be the woman that I know I should be how do I know that my reasons for wanting recovery are valid you know how do I know that this will keep me there you know and when you're surrounded by things that keep you in the same place you've been you know, mm-hmm. if you're surrounded by those same friends and people doing those same habits, you know, just like we talked about with um, 
divine relationship goes being with people who don't support mm-hmm. the purpose that you manifest your potential that you manifest in the future if they can't support the weight of that then they shouldn't be around it but you don't understand where you're supposed to be you don't think you can be anything different than what you have been because you've been in the dark this whole time you don't think you only know what you look like in the dark you ain't turned stood in front of the mirror with the light on yet you know you mm-hmm. only know what you look like in the dark so everything else is scary and then your eyes are squinted because you ain't really opening it yet you know so you really got to take the time to to identify the sin you really mm-hmm. do you have to call it what it is you in order to subdue it you got to know what it is you can't hide from it you can't run from it you can't just stay in the dark a little bit longer and hope it go away if i close my eyes you know you do need the lord to come in to to shine a light on those spaces of darkness that are in your life and until he does you don't manifest that purpose you don't understand who you can be without that darkness you know and it's it is a hard thing it is a hard thing when you spend a lifetime in darkness i was going back to genesis real quick because um you were saying about the subdued part um if we don't know, then how can we subdue? Because that was what we were instructed to do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> subdue this earth. And knowing that our knowledge of evil is actually something that we can use as a tool instead of something against us, mm-hmm. so to speak, um, to actually you know, go against not committing the sin but the understanding of it so that we can do what we're called to do. Um, But even with that thought, it's not about us knowing, but it's about us being sure in our relationship with God. We begin to develop develop, um, trust in who he is Mm. so that we can overcome those things. Because we still can't say we know the future and we won't fall into it again. But we can be sure in our relationship with God that he's not going to allow that when we stay close to him. When we stay close to him, that's how we get there. we got to stick with seeking after his righteousness. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We still got to do that part. It's not about just understanding these concepts of his kingdom. It's about understanding him and why he created these principles for us to live by. And it was always a part of his order in leading and guiding us and teaching us and protecting us. (laughs) (laughs) So we can be sure in that relationship that we won't fall with him. But we don't know if we don't have it. And we can definitely be sure that we will fall again (laughs) when we're not with him. So it's it's a choice. And and I just thought about what you were saying about knowing the evil as a tool. 
um, using it as a tool. Um, I was thinking about, okay, so the enemy is in the garden and he is tempting Eve to be disobedient, right? Mm -hmm. In order for her to be disobedient, she had to have some self-doubt, right? Or yeah. something. Something that he was in observation of that he yes, knew yes, yes. he could manipulate. So in a certain way. what this tells me is that the presence of the tree of life and then the tree of the good and evil were there together, right? Yes. Yes. Well, and we that had that one was in the center, but life was. But we had the capacity. We had the capacity to choose. He never took the choice away. Oh, we no. still had the capacity for choosing to doubt yeah, on our own. his yeah. word. Yes, to doubt him, to allow self-doubt to come in, to allow. But the closer we were with him, the less likely that was happening. So That's the right. more we the more we stayed connected. Mm -hmm. Evil was always community. next door. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going. It it was never gone. So mm -hmm. the lie of the enemy was that he kept yeah. something from them. They had right. it. But what he did, because like I said, the kids had the capacity to be selfish and do the things that but we when they are well disciplined and okay and calm and respectful and have good character and um, are responsible because we shape them in our home. Mm -hmm. They It doesn't mean that they don't have the capacity for self-doubt or, or uh, malice or disrespect or whatever. It's just that when they're close to us and get the guidance. So when we're close to the Lord and we get his guidance, and we're in communication with him all the time. When we express our frustrations to our father, when we um, let, you know, discuss our, our plans or discuss his plans and ask for understanding and sit and, and get his wisdom on a daily basis, then we are less likely to have those temptations because when he is there, there is an absence of sin there is an absence of doubt there is an absence of those things and when we take time away from those relationships when we take time away from that communion then we leave room for it to to fill the space because it's not not there it's just not in his presence mm, that's good that's good <laughs> Well, that, was, that was just a revelation. That's, I don't know, but yeah, no, no, that was powerful. That was good. Like that's and that's it. That's it. We can be sure that evil will not touch us. That we will not fall when we're in His presence. We're in His hands. Um, that was that was good. I don't even want to, cause we at that. We right there. <laughs> if I crank up another revelation for you, we're gonna be. Well, no, you give me another thought. I'm <laughs> All hearts and minds are clear. Oh, Ooh. Well, 
that concludes the impact of sin. Uh, we probably have so much more to say. Y'all, please remind me to talk about the flood situation. Like, I really do. I, I guess I've sat with that story for some time, sorting through some things, only because it actually started off with this whole debate last year. So that's why I was like, if I go into that, then I'm going to have to share everything. So maybe one of these days, if it connects. I know next week we are discussing the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see how it flows. If it flows, it flows. If it doesn't, I may just do a special. <laughs> but uh, we, once again, thank you all for tuning in. Um, we pray that you all have a blessed evening. Y'all take care. Mm-hmm.